Howdy folks and welcome to the Dirt Road Cowboys Christian Podcast. I meant to get this out to y'all a bit sooner, but the Memorial Day weekend threw me off a little. No, it's not just a long weekend. I had two grandfathers that served in World War II. One was in the Navy in the Pacific, the other in the Army in Europe. I also had an uncle that served in the Korean War and a brother-in-law that served in the Army more recently in the 80s. He died as a result of a satanic ritual. I may tell y'all a bit more about that later, but not right now. Anyway, the weekend is for remembering those that served, especially those who gave their lives for us. That reminds me of a Christian song by a band called Down Here. A verse in it goes, How many fathers gave up their sons for me? Only one did that for me. I just want to tell the songwriter to visit a veteran cemetery and see that every stone represents a father that gave their son so that they would have the freedom to wail out their lyrics for big bucks playing on the emotions of dumb sheep. Anyway, I don't want to get started talking about false teachings and music right now. We'll save that for another time. I want to talk more about heavenly visits. Last time I talked about my first visit to heaven. This time, I'm going to talk a bit more about some other visits, some talks with angels, and meeting God himself. One night as I was going into my gate, the angels came to attention, as usual, and addressed me as sir, like they normally do, when I spoke to them. I told them to loosen up a bit and be a bit more casual, and they said no, that they must show due respect to the child of the king. They're very serious about their duties. An angel of God will never disrespect one of God's children. The next night I went to enter and said hello to them, and they greeted me as usual. And as I was passing by them, I casually said, It's good to be back. Praise God. Immediately they raised their weapons and shouted out, Worthy is the Lamb and greatly to be praised. I wasn't expecting that, and I jumped. It made me think about how flippantly we use those terms like that, especially in church speech these days. But in heaven, they're very serious about it. Okay, I'll talk a bit more about things that I've learned from angels and how they serve and how they are actually choosing whom they're going to partner up with on this earth. It's very interesting. So, I'll get back to my heavenly visitation. Now, on February 13th of 2017, I went back into heaven, and I was playing with my dog, like I usually do. An angel appeared and said that the Lord wanted to speak with me. I thought it was very strange, since Jesus usually appeared whenever he wanted to, and we'd spend time together. I looked around for Jesus, but he wasn't there. The angel said, come with me. He touched my shoulder And in kind of a swishing motion, we were standing in front of a big double door. The angel disappeared. The doors were open and I looked in. The room was huge, like a large auditorium. And it was full of people. The far side was a low stage. And there were two thrones on it. One was where Jesus was seated. The other one was God himself. God looked at me and said, come. Well, the problem was, the room was packed with thousands of people. And the odd thing was, 
They were unmoving. They were like statues. Some were standing. Some were kneeling. Some were in an attitude of praise. Some in an attitude of prayer. But by far, the biggest part of them were down on their faces groveling. I looked at God, and then I looked at the people that were frozen in place. I looked back at God, expecting him to do something to move the people. He just looked back at me, expecting me to just obey him. So I started walking, right on top of the people. The ones that were bowed down with their faces touching the ground, like they were groveling, were the easiest to climb up on. So I just walked on them. I avoided the ones that were standing or kneeling. They were more of an obstacle that I had to weave my way around. As I started walking, Jesus began to laugh. I kept walking, picking a path over the top of the tightly packed crowd. The more I walked, the harder Jesus laughed. Now to tell the truth, I don't like being laughed at. I don't know about you. I don't like it. And I was starting to get a little annoyed. Imagine that, getting annoyed with Jesus. I'm sure that Jesus knew it, though. And it made him laugh even harder. It took a long time to walk across all those people because it was a very large room. All the time Jesus was laughing. And by the smile on his face, I think that God was trying very hard not to laugh. I was expecting God to do something, but he just patiently waited for me. By the time I reached the front of the room, Jesus was in tears from laughing, and he was actually sliding off of his throne. I looked at him and said, oh, hush, this is serious. I'm coming before God. As if this was any different from all the times I visited Jesus, like he was less than God. Okay. He said that I was as graceful as an elephant walking on all those people. He was sitting there saying, there you go, walking on the people. And I said, well, they didn't move. What was I supposed to do? And God said, well, you could have just floated over the top of them to get here. And I said, oops. And then Jesus totally lost it. And he started busting up laughing, saying, oops. He stepped on all those people and he just said, oops. I asked God to tell him to be quiet. God just smiled and chuckled. And then I asked, why all those people were there and why they weren't moving? I said it was kind of creepy. It was. All the people just frozen in place. God said that it was because he heard each individual person. Because of his timelessness, he's able to hear each person speaking one at a time, even though they're all there simultaneously praying. It's kind of hard for us to wrap our head around the timelessness involved with God. But he can spend all the time necessary listening to each and every individual prayer with no time passing. And he also said that the reason that they were frozen was so that he could spend time with me, not with them, and that he wanted to hear everything they had to say, and I didn't need to hear any of it. Which is fine with me, I didn't come there to hear people's prayers. He said that this was not the area that people think of as where you come to worship God. This is the area where the scripture says that we're supposed to come boldly before the throne of grace to ask for things that we need. But as I could see, most people were begging, groveling, not boldly asking. And I said, okay, so why am I here? And then he said, remember when you said in prayer that if I had something to say to you, to have the guts to say it to your face? Well, here we are. I was embarrassed then. But I knew God was serious, and he wanted to give me answers to my questions. 
So I asked him why my prayers didn't work. He told me that part of it was because of my spiritual weakness and inconsistencies. He told me some things that I should have been doing, but he said that there was also things that were out of my control, things that were happening behind the scenes that I didn't know about, but I would learn of them later. And I did find out a few years later how demonic portals had been opened through satanic rituals and practices that I was unaware of. And since I was unaware of them, I didn't know how to stop them or even know that they were there. But that's a story for another time. God told me more personal things that I needed to work on for my spiritual growth. He told me to go ahead and go spend some more time with my dog. So when he gave me permission to leave, I went back to her for some more playtime. But before I left, God also told me that my time with my employer, who was a good friend of mine, was coming to an end. I thought that it meant that he was going to open up a ministry opportunity for me, and I was looking forward to that. Instead, what happened was that in less than three months, my friend, my employer, killed his wife and himself, and it was ruled a murder-suicide. Talk about a misunderstanding, but God couldn't or wouldn't tell me what would happen for reasons that I still don't know. Something he may tell me about sometime in the future, or maybe not. And that's where we're going to end this episode, folks. I'll talk to you more about going to heaven, going back to the throne room, and what happened. I want to thank you folks for listening, and welcome you to subscribe if you'd like to hear more. I'll try to keep these podcasts on a more regular basis, because you good people deserve it. Thanks again, and I'll be back soon. You can find out more about me at DirtRoadCowboy.com. Till then, folks, see you next time. Bye, y'all.